Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Flick Everett, and I'm Yahoo's senior lifestyle editor. Welcome to the Life Edit podcast, where each episode I'm joined by one of Yahoo's experts and we talk about all aspects of lifestyle. And today we are looking at a very particular aspect of health. Basically, it's the embarrassing taboo bits that we don't like to talk about. So to help us get through that without dying of embarrassment, we have got our guest editor, who is Alexandra, our health reporter today. Hello. Hi, Flick. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. Thank you for coming to talk to us about this very embarrassing topic. So before we start then, let's look at the things that we find embarrassing. So if we're going to ask other people to deal with their own, I think we have to be able to share ours, don't we? So go on, Alexandra, what is it about your body that embarrasses you, if anything? Yeah, oh, definitely something. I'm quite a sweaty person, hopefully not body odour, but that might be a question for somebody else to comment on. Um, Feet, back palms I once went to the podiatrist and she asked me if I'd been swimming um which was pretty embarrassing I had moist feet so you know it's an it's a natural human reaction we shouldn't be ashamed of these things absolutely that is very brave of you to talk about it and I think it's so common in fact I know it is because I've had a lot of sweaty handshakes off many many people over the years mine though is blushing I hate it and I do it regardless there's no way of stopping it so if I feel a little bit embarrassed or I feel a bit hot or somebody says something that makes me feel slightly ashamed I get an absolute rush of blood to the cheeks and it's awful because you can't conceal it it's not as if you can sort of make yourself up in advance to not blush you just do and I wish I didn't so there are only two things though and as we know there are loads of things that people are embarrassed about there's a whole tv series about it you know there's people admit to things online maybe that they don't talk about in real life with their friends and it's very difficult because even though we now live in a culture that allows us to discuss these things much more openly than in the past there are still some things that we don't talk about and some of them of course can actually be dangerous so i think before we get on to anything else, let's talk about an embarrassing thing that could actually lead to real trouble, which is poo and blood in the poo. Now, I know that it can be a symptom of all kinds of things, including constipation, but you're our health reporter. Tell us what it could mean. Well, chances are, if you have a small amount of blood in the faeces as a one-off, it's not going to be anything serious. But if it's a continual problem over around three weeks, I would definitely recommend that you see a doctor. And there are a whole host of things that could be from the relatively mild to the potentially quite severe. So the thing to look out for here is any other symptoms. So if you are extremely fatigued, if you have unexplained weight loss, pain around the back passage, abdominal pain, that could be a sign that it's something more sinister. But also if it's a continual problem rather than a one-off, I would definitely recommend you see your GP. I think that's extremely comprehensive. And I think the problem there, as, as you've just said, is going to see your GP because I know, as we say, people are more inclined maybe to go now. 
But there is still an enormous wall of embarrassment, isn't there, around anything to do with bottoms, even if you know that your symptom could be serious. What do you think it is that makes us so horrified at the idea? Even though rationally we know that the doctor has seen thousands of bottoms going past and it's probably looked right up a few. You know, it's not that much of a shock to them. So why can't we cope with the idea? Do you think it's about making ourselves vulnerable? I think that's a really interesting question. And I've spoken to doctors who don't know the answer. They said people are far more comfortable discussing issues with their genitals than they are when it comes to their toilet troubles. And people are literally dying of embarrassment. I've heard several doctors say that to me. We all know that the earlier a problem is diagnosed, the more successful your treatment prospects are. Chances are it's not going to be anything serious, but it potentially could be. And at the very least, you either get treated more promptly or you can rest easy knowing it's nothing to worry about so there really is no logic in delaying these things we all need to find a way to get over this awkwardness that we have because whoever you speak to whether it's a pharmacist a gp or a nurse they've all had years of training it's all completely anatomical to them so i don't know why we have this embarrassment when we all go to the toilet but we definitely need to be pushing through this (laughs) that's so true because i just think even i was just thinking as you were talking would I be comfortable going and if I'm really honest I'd force myself to go but I wouldn't feel at ease about it it's not like going and saying oh I've had this strange pain in my hamstring or you know I've got a bit of a clicky neck I don't have any embarrassment about that but as you say when it comes to toilet issues we do have real issues around it and I think until we can openly say something has gone wrong here we won't be able to well I don't want to say get to the bottom of it but solve the problems that we're dealing with here. So do you think there's anything that could persuade people to feel less worried about going that could encourage them to go perhaps if they knew that the doctor had seen so many before or if they knew that it wasn't such a big deal? Would that help do you think? Oh yeah, doctors are not at all embarrassed on your behalf. This is something they deal with every single day. It's just anatomical to them. And unfortunately, with something like cancer or inflammatory bowel disease, it's not going to just go away on its own. It requires treatment. So it's deal with it now or deal with it later when it's more advanced. So just nip it in the blood, be brave. It's just as awkward as you make it. The, The doctor isn't thinking that way. Exactly that. And I was just thinking, you know, something like piles is so common. My grandma used to say, if we sat on the step outside, you'll get piles sitting on cold stone. And I'm fairly sure that's not true. But (laughs) I do know that a lot of people do suffer, particularly in midlife and as you get older, because it's a simple matter of wear and tear, I guess, for most of us, isn't it? You know, the more, more you go to the loo, the more it's likely to happen. So I think it's just something we need to really overcome and deal with. Next up, the next one is very woman specific. Um, We're talking about vaginas and the dryness thereof, which I know it can happen at any age, can't it? But I think it's particularly linked to the menopause. Correct. It's a telltale symptom of the menopause, but really most women will experience this at some point in their life. It is often hormonal related, so it's more common if you're breastfeeding, if you take the contraceptive pill or antidepressants, if you've had a hysterectomy, so your womb removed, or if you're on chemotherapy, it's often a side effect. But it can also just be a case of you're not aroused enough before sex, if you use 
highly perfumed products around the genitals or douches that disturbs the pH and it can cause dryness and in some cases it's a sign of poorly controlled medical conditions like diabetes. Oh I did not know that that's so interesting about diabetes and again it's something that not only maybe do we not want to talk to our doctor about male or female we probably don't want to talk to our partner about it and they might feel awkward talking about it to us. So is there a way either of opening a discussion about it or of just resolving it with some lubrication that you can buy at the pharmacist say what do you think is the best approach if you start to notice that that's happening around sex? Yes, yeah, so most of the time this can be sort of self-treated either by having a really open discussion with your partner, having more foreplay before you become intimate. Also, you can buy water-based lubricants, which you can apply as much or as little as you need. And most people will find that that's sufficient. But if it continues and it's affecting your quality of life, also if you have any unusual discharge or bleeding after sex or between your period, that could be a sign it's something a bit more sinister. And I would recommend at that point you see your GP who may prescribe specialist moisturizers. You shouldn't really be using moisturizers or cleansers on the genitals. The vagina is self-cleaning. It's not good to disturb the pH balance puts you at risk of things like thrush but your doctor may prescribe something specialist there in severe cases you may be recommended hormonal replacement um, therapy hrt which can rebalance the hormones which may get to the bottom of the problem but most of the time that's not necessary Sure. And I think that's really reassuring as well, because for so many women, it's just something that we think we're stuck with. We may not be able to deal with. It's just something that happens with age. And I think it also ties into our sight fear of aging. There's so much unknown and mystery and fear around the menopause. You know, will I still be a sexual person? Will I even want sex? Will my partner want to sleep with me? And I think something like dryness in that area is hard to deal with just because it's not something that we openly discuss as a matter of course. And it's probably not something we've ever had to discuss until maybe we get to our 50s or our late 40s. So do you think there's a way of sort of separating it from the fear of aging almost and saying, look, this is just a physical symptom, much like having a period as a physical symptom of being fertile it's something that can be dealt with yeah absolutely it's something that can be dealt with and it can make sex very uncomfortable in some cases even painful for a woman and that can affect the relationship with her partner menopause has many symptoms many women have low libido anyway as a side effect of going through that change their body shape may change which sometimes affects confidence so it's not always just the vaginal dryness alone and dealing with that won't necessarily mean you have your libido back but this isn't something that you have to tolerate and it isn't even something that you necessarily have to see a GP for. You can see a pharmacist and most pharmacies have private consultation rooms so if you do feel embarrassed and don't want to announce to the whole high street that you've got vaginal dryness you can ask to go to a quiet corner of the room but also these are just freely available on the shelves so no reason why anybody should be enduring this. Absolutely. You can even order them online, I assume, you know, boots or wherever. You can probably just pick one up in your shopping basket on your computer and nobody's any the wiser. I think that's brilliant because, as I say, you know, I'm in midlife, as they say now. And it's something that I wouldn't necessarily talk about with friends of mine. And we would talk about everything else, relationships, money, you name it, embarrassing things that have happened to us. But it just feels too intimate sometimes to open up that discussion. So I think knowing that there's a solution that we can just go and get is hugely helpful. 
Now, something else that I know there are solutions for, but you might not even know you've got it, is body odour. Now, you briefly mentioned how you're a little bit sweaty on occasion, but I think that is very common and it's something that most of us have dealt with now and again. But if you actually are a little bit whiffy, how do you know? You know, because nobody's going to tell you unless they're very rude indeed. Nobody's going to say, wow, no, no deodorant today. Oh dear. How do you tell whether you have an issue or not with it? Well, some people will tell you. I think you can always rely on your mother. <laughs> I think most people actually can sense at the end of the day, if you've been on public transport, maybe you've been exercising or if it's warm outside, you might notice a little change in your body odour. But also you can tell just from your clothing at the end of the day. And I think most people regardless of how much they perspire they could do with a bit of a freshen up at at the end of the working day some people can go without showering so frequently but the average person I think requires a daily shower just to stay fresh exactly I was going to say because there's been quite a lot of celebrities lately talking about how they don't wash very often as if it's some weird badge of honor and I don't think that's very hygienic you know I'm sure they're not going around spreading disease but the idea of not having a bath or a shower every day feels quite strange to me you know do you think that's that's normal to do it daily well actually there's no evidence to suggest that we need a daily shower it's quite fascinating from a historical perspective because obviously the ancient romans were famous for their baths and then through the sort of industrial revolution people didn't bath all that often i forget maybe queen elizabeth i or, or queen victoria said i have a bath once a month whether i need it or not and so it's really changed throughout history and then once indoor plumbing became sort of a sign of wealth people started having a daily shower but most people from a health perspective you don't need to shower every day but it might make you a bit more comfortable it reduces the odor but if you're short on time a little wash at the sink is going to suffice as well I think um, it was Ashton Kutcher and, and Mila Kunis who were talking about how they only bathe their children if they have dirt on them and children don't really sweat to the same extent that adults do so that might be a little more justifiable yeah I think that's fair enough particularly if your children don't like having baths and don't like getting wet like cats you know it can be a bit of a struggle can't it so save it till they really need it is good advice but before we finish discussing this what about deodorant because I know some are antiperspirant and some just kind of cover up the smell is there a better one from a health perspective to use because I think I heard that antiperspirant can be a, a bit bad it can block your sweat ducts or whatever but that might just be myths so what's your take on that well, there are some claims that sweating is a form of detoxifying, not sort of the Bikram yoga and sauna advocates will say that. But there's actually, sweat is essentially water with a little bit of salt. Any detoxification will be extremely minor. So I don't think you need to worry too much. And as you said, antiperspirant blocks the glands, whereas deodorants just mask the smell. And they're both proven to be safe. It's just a personal preference. Sometimes antiperspirants can um, ruin your clothing. It gets sort of quite starchy feeling and stiff and it gives it that yellow tinge so if you're wearing white you may prefer just to mask the odor it's a personal preference yeah fair enough and lastly then which is just something that occasionally bothers me when I'm lying in bed at night thinking about things why is it that we have antiperspirant that we use in our armpits but we don't have anything for our feet probably other people are going to be most affected by if we come home from work and take our shoes off so what do we do about our feet and how do we make them smell nice 
Well, it may be just your household companions who are bothered by any foot odour, whereas <laughs> out and about your work colleagues in the office or people in the restaurant, a bit more considerate to wear uh, deodorant under the armpit. But yeah, so actually sweat in itself is odourless, like I said, it's essentially water. It's the bacteria that break down sweat into acids. That process produces the odour. And bacteria like to live in moist environments and warm environments, so they thrive under the armpits and they thrive on the feet, as you say. So if you do have a foot odour problem, you can buy powders from pharmacies or just on the high street, which help to mask that smell. You can also get antibacterial socks if it's perhaps more severe. That's a good idea. I, I think I could go around London just handing them out to men, just going, look, have some antibacterial socks. It'll help all of us. Well, that is brilliant. That's all we've got time for. I mean, there are so many more embarrassing bodily ailments, but I would just say if you are worried, no matter if it's embarrassing or not, go to your doctor. Would you concur with that? Alexandra. Absolutely. I agree. Good. Okay. So that's, that's a boost for the GPs with a parade of embarrassing ailments coming their way. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Alexandra for being our guest today. And if you would like to read more from Yahoo and keep up with all the latest news, head to Yahoo Style UK. And if you'd like to hear more like this, write us a review and make sure you subscribe on your favorite listening platform. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com